Yanmar trying to get it towards the empty net. He dives. He scores. Hat trick. Game seven. Yanmar. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. And he comes, fakes. He scores. Mark Stone, shorthanded goal. Took the goal off its pegs, lost his stick, but more room to pump his fist. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Vegas Golden Knights returning to action on Wednesday against the St. Louis Blues, national television again. And then they continue the three-game homestand Friday night and Sunday with dates against the Edmonton Oilers and the New York Islanders. What are you doing on Friday night? Yeah, I'm talking to you. If you would like to go to the game on Friday night in hour number two, at some point during the next 55 minutes, we will give away a couple of tickets to see the Vegas Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers right here on the VGK Insider Show you will see the Vegas Golden Knights favorites in the Pacific against the all-world talent of Connor McDavid, who just happens to be off to a rocket of a start through a couple of games. Yeah, I, I have to revisit my hot take when it comes to Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid is going to win the Art Ross Trophy yep. and the Hart Trophy this year. He's mm-hmm. going to score so many points this year, he won't have to play next year, and he'll win it again. Yeah, you you had mentioned that to me earlier. I, I'm amending. I'm not gonna take that that hot take off the board of of Connor McDavid not winning uh, the Art Ross, but I will say Connor will be Connor's gonna win the Rocket this year. He's gonna score a ton of goals. Well, he had a hat trick the other night, mm-hmm. and Shane, when we were doing our on ice stuff today, when we weren't falling all over the place, or I wasn't falling all over the place. <laughs> Uh, Shane Shane never fell at all. I should make that uh, very apparent or else he's going to punch me. Uh, what Shane mentioned was Connors added this one-timer to his game. Mm-hmm. And we, we've talked about Max Petrietti adding the one-timer, uh, uh, multiplying your skill set out there, making you more dangerous. Like Connor McDavid can score from anywhere. A one-timer on his off wing, and then he scored a goal the other night where it was on and off his stick, off this puck that bounced in front, and... With all due respect mm-hmm. to any goaltender in the NHL, nobody's stopping it. Yeah, you can't get over it in time, and you don't think that he's going to be able to release the puck in time. Uh, and I didn't think that he would be able to win a Rocket Richard. There's just so many other talented, pure goal scorers. Mm-hmm. After what I've seen and the the focus that he's got right now, boom, uh, I, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm I'm amending it. Connor McDavid, Rocket Richard, even with a fluffy one-timer, as uh, Leon Dreisaitl called it. <laughs> like, I love fluffy. the fact that Leon is chirping Connor after a three-goal well, performance. It's fantastic. It's it's a fluffy one-timer because he's the world's best at everything else. Yeah. And then you go, okay, it's a, it's, it's a one-timer, but it's not the hardest. It's not Ovechkin. It's mm-hmm. not Stamkos. By the yeah. way, Stamkos, eh, not a bad week. No, uh, not a bad week. I've got four teams where even though it's just the first week of the season, we're in serious panic mode. Uh, I'll give you those during uh, the one-timer segment of my own in just a little bit. Uh, but uh, the Vegas Golden Knights off for a, another day today. 
Uh, they will practice again tomorrow before returning to action against the St. Louis Blues. Mark Stone saw a doctor today. They're uh, running another some other examinations to uh, see if they can get to the bottom of uh, what uh, forced him to leave Thursday night's loss against the Los Angeles Kings. So we should know a little bit more of uh, an update from Pete DeBoer tomorrow uh, before the St. Louis game. I'm not saying he's going to play on uh, Wednesday or Friday. I don't know how long he's going to be out. But the diagnosis uh, from Pete and the report from Pete uh, on the weekend was Mm day-to-day. Max Pacioretty is more... Uh, week to week, and we have uh, who, we have a clip from Pete on Chapman uh, talking about Max Pacioretty. Patch is, uh, uh, I think it's already been reported, but he's got a, a fracture, um, so I would call him week to week. Um, Stone, I would call day to day. We're still evaluating, uh, you know, what's going on. Uh, Yanmark's still in protocol. Wah. Um, Howden skated this morning. I'm, I'm hoping both can participate Monday in practice. Um, what else am I missing? Carrier, same. Skated this morning, hoping to participate Monday in practice. See, when the list gets that long, <laughs> who else am I missing? And it's, it's only it's, and it's only the first week of the season. We're two games in. It's like, what is going on here? But it's it's not just Vegas. Yeah. Like Crosby, mm-hmm. Malkin, Kucherov. Yeah. Uh, there's Weber's out. Uh, mm-hmm. like there's, there's, there's guys missing all over the National Hockey League. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I'm not sure what the product is that, that is leading to that. I, I mean, you can maybe you can maybe talk about how unpredictable the schedule has been over the last 20 months. Maybe that is leading into it. But... Uh, yeah, for the Golden Knights right now, it's it's a tough spot. You're dealing with quite a few injuries, and you're dealing with injuries in in you know, the top of your forward depth and the bottom of your forward depth, and that is a challenge for any team to to kind of put the pieces together for what they they need to do to win hockey games. Good thing for the Golden Knights, they don't have to play till Wednesday. They get another couple of practices. I expected this last year, where there was, there was no yeah. preseason games. Yeah, it, make, it would have made sense uh, across then. the league. Yep, I expected the rash of it, and there was uh, some guys banged up. Yep, but you look at the stars that are out of lineups right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really hindering some teams. Yeah, I'm, it's it's not good. It's not ideal mm-hmm. for sure. Um, you know, and for the Golden Knights, like I, I, until we really know what's going on with Mark Stone, it, it's. It's not time to panic, right? right. Like that's that's kind of yeah. the big thing for me is, you know, when you until you have a definitive timeline, try to be as optimistic as you can possibly be. Because Pete mentioned that it was something that Mark was dealing with mm-hmm. before he left Thursday's game, and he was getting through. Sure. So if you can get to the stage where you can deal with it or get through, and you can play a little bit, well that. That changes your entire opinion about this rash of injuries. With with Carrier and Howden both participating in full practice today, and Nick Waugh being out there in a non-contact red jersey, but and it does that red jersey does stand out. Yeah, it does. The way you're out there in the practice, but he did all the drills, so it was red jersey. But 
that was the only part of non-contact. Like he was going, he was, mm-hmm. and he was working on face-offs. Like there was, he was doing doing everything out there. So you've got three players seemingly on the cusp. Mm-hmm. I would think Carrier and Howden, without getting the official word, uh, probably leaning towards going in on Wednesday. Maybe Wa, who knows? And if Stone can get through whatever he's doing and get treatment or uh, uh, some kind of uh, assessment on it that that's going to rehab uh, on, and and still be able to play, boy, that like in five days you go from a loss and possibly being without your two star players for a while to getting everybody back. Stone in the lineup, and you're only losing Pacioretty. That's still a significant loss. Mm -hmm. But boy, does it change things uh, on the big picture a lot more. Well, it all hinges on Mark Stone, and and Mm -hmm. I think we all understand that. Well, don't worry about it, Mark. Uh, No, but the fact of the matter is, you you know what Pacioretty is going to be, right? Like, we know what the timeline is right now as as to what is going on and how long he's going to be out of the lineup. The unknown with Mark Stone could either be very, very good, or it could be a big chunk of adversity that this team's going to have to battle through early on in the season. What about Peyton Krebs coming back off the five-point performance? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I mean, I I think that that's big for him, right? Like, you see the progression in his game. You saw what he was able to do up in, in Denver in the preseason and how after that game, I think he just kind of settled in and started making the plays he's supposed to make. Uh, over the course of this weekend, getting an opportunity to come back up, which I, I don't think was really in question. I, he's, he's a golden knight right now, and that's for sure. Um, he's going to get a really good look. I'm not sure exactly how the lines are going to shake out, but I would imagine that he's going to be put into a role to create offense because for the golden knights, you have a skilled player in Peyton Krebs with a motor that goes nonstop, and you give him an opportunity to play with, I think, really talented players, he might be able to just put some numbers up here. Krebs was not at practice today because he was given the day off after he played in every game last week that the organization played. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- thank goodness the ECHL is not going yet, or else he would uh, he'd be in Fort Wayne. Because he, he played both games for the NHL, both games for the AHL, and uh, and was given the day off. I joke about that. But we do have Fort Wayne news. Yuri Patera mm-hmm. uh, of the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, Henderson Silver Knights, he was down there with Dylan Ferguson and Logan Thompson. Uh, Yuri Patera has been assigned to the uh, Fort Wayne Comets of the ECHL. So uh, he's going to get some playing time. Ferguson mm-hmm. was there last year and won a, a Kelly Cup championship. Uh, there's some organizational news on, on that front. Logan Thompson... Uh, we didn't talk about it with Brian McCormick, but was spectacular in the two wins for the Henderson Silver Knights against Colorado on the weekend. Henderson was outshot 20-3 to in the third period yesterday. Mm-hmm. They were outshot 17-7 in the first period. Somehow, they walk away with, with a convincing win in that one, thanks in large part to, to uh, Logan Thompson, the American Hockey League's goalie of the year last year. It's all about consistency, and he's he just... Every every game gets better and better. I I, I dig it. It's awesome. Imagine how good he would be if he caught with the right hand. Okay, like if he wasn't toying with us Come by on. just catching with the uh, with, with with the wrong hand. Uh, lines today for the Vegas Golden Knights <laughs> with Carrier, uh, with Brett Howden out there. How, how dare he be left-handed? I it's know. Ridiculous. What's he thinking? What? Well, I told you the Vasilevsky story. Yes. Yes. 
Like, but I mean, like Vasilevsky did it. Vasilevsky's naturally uh, catches with his right hand. Mm-hmm. They didn't have equipment for him, so he just learned to catch with his left hand. That's I mean, that's a product of not having the equipment. Like I just and being amazing. a hell of an athlete. Yeah, yeah. just phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, just a phenomenal athlete. Uh, BGK lines today. Mm-hmm. The misfits. Yep. Remain together. Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, Dadanov, Chandler Stevenson, and Brett Howden as yep. the line. And the third line was Will Carrier, Nolan Patrick, and Keegan Colasar. Mm-hmm. There was 10 forwards out there. One of them was in the red non-contact uh, jersey in Nikwa. They only had three lines, uh, but those uh, those were your lines. Interesting that Stevenson's with Dadanov and Howden. Mm-hmm. It was pointed out to me that they wore the white jerseys, mm-hmm. which is normally the top line. Yes. Is that psychological? I, I just think that you've you've got yeah, probably goes to the center. I probably, yeah. Now I, I think if I'm looking into it, I think Peyton Krebs will play with Stevenson and Dodonov. Like I think that line makes sense in my head. Oh, and Howden goes down. Howden goes down. Because like you're getting him back from injury, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I think you give him a role, fourth line center or something like that, where he can just get comfortable in his game, get his feet wet. Might not be a bad thing. I don't know whether it has anything to do with what happened on the weekend with Henderson, but Peyton Krebs made a beautiful back check against the LA Kings on Thursday night, Mm -hmm. broke up a play, and then was right beside the bench, didn't make a change, busted up the ice, went down the right wing, and made this backhand saucer pass Mm -hmm. out front to Jake Lecician that uh, Cal Peterson made a hell of a save on. Yeah, But it... It's like he got so much confidence from the defensive play and then in transition. I remember that play. It was probably one of the handful of really, really good, impressive plays that happened in that game. Mm-hmm. The other one being Keegan Colasar and, and Shea Theodore's goal. Um, but I, I think that with Peyton, as he gets more confident in, in making those plays on the defensive side of the puck, it's only going to feed his offensive game. I, I really do. Like, you look at... His motor and his brain in transition, if you can if you can create turnovers and make that go the opposite direction, I think that's where Peyton Krebs can really shine. I don't know how much time Matias Yamark's gonna need too. Hopefully not much. Coming out of COVID protocol. I mean, I think I, he wasn't there today again. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of surprised at that. I was you know, he'd start doing math mm-hmm. on how long you have to be out and um it depends on two de- like Nate McKinnon's still not back because sure. he doesn't have he still has a, a positive test, mm-hmm. uh, and you need two negative tests within 24 hours uh, to be able to to get back out there. I would think Nate McKinnon would go basically one practice and in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know whether Mark's going to need more than that, but that'll that'll also add to that depth. Uh, it'd be nice to be talking about who's going to have to sit out instead of who do you have. Three lines going in. Pete DeBoer said today, it was nice to be able to run some drills. Because on Saturday, yes, yes. Saturday there was more defensemen on the ice than there were forwards. And I can say this for a guarantee. Mm-hmm. In my <laughs> number of years around the National Hockey League, I have never seen that before. Right. Outside of maybe a summer skate. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it was encouraging to see Wah 
on the ice. It was encouraging to see Howden and Carrier on the ice because you start to kind of get that that glimmer of hope with those players. Uh, it, it's the the part that is hanging over everything is the uh, the update on Mark Stone and knowing Max Pacioretty's out. But again, I, I, you look at getting those guys back, especially if Nick Waugh is able to go, and and you can kind of build out your bottom six with those with that complement of players coming back in the lineup. You're you're okay. You're gonna be okay. This is a good team still. It's a deep team still. You're not going to have five four games. You're not going to score six goals a night. But for a team that can play a very solid defensive game, you're just looking at kind of re reestablishing the lens you view this team through. Hmm. That's my thought process on it anyway. Chapman. So hypothetically, you have Matthias Yamark in the lineup for the St. Louis Blues. That leaves one spot, correct? So who's the guy who gets... We, we're assuming Krebs is one of the guys. Who's the guy who gets a call from Henderson to come up and play on maybe the fourth line? Is it Dorfayev? Is it Lasician? Is it Barchi? Ron Bierg? Ron Bierg, yeah. Ron Bierg scored in the weekend, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I, Sven Barchi, uh, there's waivers comp implications there. Yeah, and, and I think, like, in this situation... When you're when you're looking at kind of this whole thing with the Golden Knights, I would lean heavily toward Berchi just because of the NHL experience. He's already had to clear to go down. Sure. So yeah. you got him through then. Exactly. And and that's that's the direction that I would go. Like yeah. I, I'm looking to plug a guy in and I'm looking to plug a guy in where I know the expectation I'm gonna get from the player. If I've got trust in that player to just go out there and do what he needs to do and do his job. I'm leaning more heavily toward NHL experience than I am one or two games experience. Now, my thinking on this is if you know it's going to be a long-term thing, then you probably do go with Sven Berchi because he's got that experience. But if it's only going to be maybe these three games coming up this week, then maybe you give one of the younger guys a shot so you don't have to deal with trying to send Berchi back through waivers. I think you recall the player that you are thinking gives you the best chance to win. And I say that. In listening to Pete DeBoer today talk about it's not time to be panic or really be dialing in on the urgency, but these are points that can get away from you, and all of a sudden you're in a situation where uh, you're in a bit of a hole or you're putting yourself into a challenging situation. So I, I, I get what you're saying, Chapman, but I, I would expect them to be able to uh, bring up whoever they think is going to put the puck in the net. And that's got to be the, the the main driver here, right? Like you you need a player that you believe in their offensive abilities. You believe in their ability to chip in here and there. But trust is going to be big. The ability to play a strong defensive game, the the ability to, to know what to expect at this level, I think is going to be a big factor in it too. Losing Patrick Brown on waivers hurts. Absolutely. Because... This is one of those yes. absolute scenarios where it's not even a question. It's, it's made for Patrick Brown. It is Patrick Brown, however long you need him, because you know exactly what you're going to get from him. Defensively, mm-hmm. offensively, killing penalties. Yep. Go on down uh, the list. Uh, yeah, Brett Howden, too. I, I, I want to see him. I want to watch him. Uh, we, we, still, we didn't see enough. He got hurt in the Salt Lake game, and we don't have that body of work. 
so I'm excited to, to see him get his feet wet with the VGK. You know, it's interesting with, with Howden today when he brought up the ability to watch a lot of tape, watch more of the Golden Knights games to get a real sense of, of what, what the expectation is going to be for him on the ice. Yes, it sucks that you have an injury. Yes, it's it's frustrating that you're not able to be um, around the team, but accelerating that process to get comfortable with with this new system and this new team, I think is a good thing for Brett Howden. And you know, maybe he, he feels a little bit more comfortable getting back into the swing of things and getting back into game action with this team now. I didn't even know what he hurt. Was, he he he, was, he left the game. Yeah. Well, he finished the game. Sure. He got hurt against the Los Angeles Kings. Mm-hmm. Boy, they've taken a bite out of the Vegas Golden Knights between the three, the two preseason games and the regular season game. Because was that not the game that Nick Waugh, didn't he get hurt in that uh, Salt Lake game too? I feel like that's the Colorado game. Yeah, I think okay. so. Yep. It's twice I've made that mistake. Uh, <laughs> but Brett Howden, he finished the game, but suffered his injury there. And then it it has just lingered or... Uh, I, it sounds like it was a little more serious than than he thought, mm-hmm. but we, we don't even know when he got hurt. He's, I think, a lower body injury. Yeah, is lower what he body. Called it. Yep. But in, in the media conference today, I think he was asked because nobody really knew what it was uh, that that he got hurt. Uh, we have tickets to give away. We will do that in the next segment. If you want to go to Friday's game involving the Vegas Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers. We will give them away in the next segment. And when we continue, it's one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. This is just slightly bigger than a tidbit, but a massive suspension coming down to one of the VGK's top rivals. We'll tell you all about that as we continue on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Brought to the near wing. Big shot, he scores! It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day. And it's a tie hockey game. On the BGK Insider Show. Seattle Kraken play their first ever home game this weekend, hosting the Vancouver Canucks. That's supposed to be the next big rivalry. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold all tickets. Apparently, it's the Seattle Kraken and the Philadelphia Flyers who are exchanging blows in this Monday night tilt. It's all Flyers, five Cobb, mm-hmm. but there, there's brawls coming out of goalie changes in this game. Yeah, it's it's all over the place. I, the, the Kraken not happy, down 5 nothing in Dave Haxtell's re- return to Philadelphia. So, you know, at least the Kraken want to fight. Jamie Alexiak just won a fight, so something to build on. Well, maybe they come back. We'll see. On the uh, on the subject of Alexiak, did you see his sister the other day in the stands? I did. Penny, yep. a Canadian Olympian, like legend in mm-hmm. the pool, and she had one of those like unintended flexes <laughs> where she had her, all of her Olympic medals tangled up and yeah. was trying to untangle them in, yeah. in the stands. Just casual. Just trying to... Yeah. Uh, is this one from which? What's this one from? This is this is Tokyo. That one's uh, Rio. Ah, hard to keep it all Imagine straight. Imagine be able man. to do that. I I would love to. I I don't care in what. Like, it'd be fantastic if I had Olympic gold medals and I just was able to casually sort through them at a game. It'd be fantastic. What sport would you not brag that you were an Olympic medalist in? 
I don't think one exists. If I was an Olympic medalist, I'd, I'd love it. No, there, there, there are sports that exist. Really? What e- is it? Equestrian, I think, is one where I'd be are you like. Kidding? I love equestrian. Awesome. No. That'd be awesome. No. Yeah, I like the, my equestrian. The, the, that is that is one of now, the worst takes you've ever the, had. The the dressage or whatever it's called. Yeah, that's that's not. Well, that's it's. I was thinking jumping. Oh no, the the jumping is cool. Where they run through like I watched it actually during Tokyo, where they went through the park and. Uh, now he's changing his tune again. No, no, but the the, the dressage. That's yeah, that's not a sport. I'm sorry. Fencing for me. Well, fencing is fencing cool. Fencing is awesome. Sword fighting. Yeah. I just think you know you'd probably get crushed. Want to make it a real sport? Take off the mask. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I've, se- I've seen you try to joust. Yeah, that's didn't not, go for it. That is not yeah, you know good what? advice you, for yourself. Now, now no. you know why. Actually, uh, actually, yeah, you were just talking about bad takes. I think that's a bad take right there. National Hockey League today announced that San Jose Sharks forward Evander Kane has been suspended 21 regular season games, all without pay, mm-hmm. for an established violation of and lack of compliance with the NHL-NHLPA COVID-19 protocol. Too much? Too little? I mean, I I feel like it's light. 21 games. Like, I understand this is kind of the first precedent setting. Yeah, there's, um, there's nothing like this exactly. before. It's the first suspension when it comes to, to breaking COVID protocol. But I just, like, I look at it, the severity of it, and what the... What was alleged, right, was was that it was falsified documents of vaccination. My only question now, beyond the the suspension, and we talked about it with Sam and Ash in the legal minute, is what else is there now for Evander Kane? Like, is something else going to drop out of this? Because that's that's a pretty big offense here. Yeah. So so the National Hockey League finds out about this. Yeah, it goes mainstream. Mm-hmm. He gets suspended 21 games, and then the law enforcement, whatever agency it is, sure. whether it's Canadian, American, uh, federal, or local, goes. Um, that's that's not right. Right. He, and so the 21 games without pay may actually be. Uh, minor compared to what law enforcement does and that's that's really what i'm most intrigued by as we move forward here like the 21 games i'll take that i'll leave it it it, like at least the nhl came through with something but what comes next how much trouble is evander kane in outside of the nhl what does that punishment look like that's something to keep an eye on and chris johnston our, our friend chris johnston he tweeted out that uh Kane's 21-game suspension will cost him $35,000 in salary every day through November 28th. Section 18A2 of the NHL-CBA stipulates that players forfeit salary for every day they're unavailable after yeah. being disciplined for off-ice con- conduct. Thirty-five grand for the next... So you know your, your job is right now? Figure out exactly how much that yeah. is. Yeah, I figured. Go, go, go through. I want to know. I want to know how much that is total that he forfeits. Oh, he's getting to work on it too. So, in in this is according to front office sports. Okay. Kane was being investigated for submitting a fake vaccination card, which, as noted, is illegal in the United States and Canada. Mm-hmm. Fake vaccination cards or any card ID is uh, generally looked at uh, as being hmm, 
ill-advised. Perpetrators are subject to five years in prison in the United States and up to six months imprisonment and a fine of 750 grand in Canada. Now, that would be the worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. So 21 games, that might be just the tip of the old cane iceberg. And that's why when you look at it, 21 games, given the severity, seems light. No. Like, it is something, but it does seem light. Chapman? I come up with 41 days that he's going to there it is. miss between now and... No, no, no. It's the start of the year. All right. Oh, so I'd have to... Well, well you're only going back a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... So let me let me redo that. It's 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 over. It's going to be over a million and a half dollars. I could tell you that. Forty one plus seven. Yeah. Forty eight. Yeah, I know. There you go. <laughs> All right. Let's go back now. By the way, live to Chris Chapman. One point six eight million dollars. So, a lot of lot of money. Plus, how much did you say the fine was? Seven hundred. Maybe maybe up to seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in Canada. In Canada. Yeah, so that's like $25. Yeah, U.S. <laughs> he'll, he'll throw them a toonie and he'll be good. Yeah. 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 Maybe two, a couple of toonies. A loony, maybe. A Finn. Finn Canadian. I can joke about that because I'm now hurting in American dollars. <laughs> my, my, I've got family coming down next month. Yeah. I feel so bad for them. Oh, man. <laughs> Just gonna, help them out. They'll I'm be fine. Be, I'm going to pretend I'm Bobby Big Wheel for about four days. You're going to be insufferable in here. Yeah. During that time. Period. Well, yeah, because he's going to want to get in here to escape from the family that's visiting. For no, it's my twin brother. Oh. No, no, but he's he's going to be he's going to be the big shot. Yeah, Bobby like, Bigwheel. Yeah. So he like that 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 shtick isn't going to end when he walks through these doors. Well, I'm thinking his brother will see through the uh, the facade. I don't think so. Probably beat me up. <laughs> like everyone else. Uh, did I not tell you to put up your hand to talk? <laughs> Other news and notes uh, from around the National Hockey League. Congratulations to uh, Gerard Gallant for picking up his first win mm-hmm. as the coach of the New York Rangers uh, facing the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight, but uh, they beat the Montreal Canadiens uh, the other night. So that was uh, that's great. Uh, also, uh, Nikita Kucherov, mm-hmm. out long-term. Yeah. it's The report that I saw today is that it might require surgery. So that's not ideal. Um, That was about the moment that I realized my Connor McDavid hot take was not going to come to be. Um, But that, I mean, that's a huge blow for the Tampa Bay lightning. When you factor in that, you're not just losing Kucherov, but all the changes that happened in the off season, you're going to have to lean heavily on Braden point and Steven Stamkos, who's all off to a fantastic start. Uh, this isn't going to be an easy road ahead for the Tampa Bay Lightning, but again, this is the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. I think they'll be able to weather the storm, and you know, good things happen when you get Nikita Kucherov back in the lineup around the playoffs. Yep. Uh, the uh, the salary cap, he just was was able to play mm-hmm. at the last minute and in, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and the uh, way to go. There's people still bitter about that. I don't understand it. Still bitter. I I, I don't get it either. Uh, the uh, panic button. It's a weekend. The early season hot take I'm for excited. teams ready to panic. Chicago Blackhawks allowing a ton of goals. I'm vindicated. Uh, not that I expect this to last the entire season, but their defense is not good. I I made a very, very 
adamant statement that their defense is not good. And through the first couple of games of the season, their defense has been very, very, very bad. Uh, I thought they would be better out of the gate, especially the way last season went. I mean, they, they scratched and clawed, yeah. and now they have Taves and mm-hmm. Doc and yep. Flurry. They're bad defensively. Like they have Seth Jones, terrible defensively. Did you did you see the game against Colorado? Uh, yeah, uh, I actually saw the game against Colorado, and it was worse against Pittsburgh. Yeah, it, it's just they don't defend well, and that you like Mark Andre Fleury is only going to be able to do so much. So not good. Worst numbers in the league when it comes to save above expected or whatever that stat is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winnipeg Jets. 0-2, and, and now Blake Wheeler in COVID protocol. I didn't expect the Jets to struggle off the top because you look at their forward group, you like them. You look at their goaltending, fantastic. And the fact that they improved their blue line in the offseason mm-hmm. led you to believe, me included, that Winnipeg would, would be good right off the bat. Maybe it's just going to take them a little bit longer to gel, but I'm not too worried right now about the Winnipeg Jets. I think they'll rebound and they'll be fine. Montreal Canadiens, 0-3 to start. About what I expected. It's not... They're not really even in it. They were close to the one, but... Like, you said you said that the Rangers beat the Canadians. It's like, yeah, who isn't beating the yeah. Canadians these days? Come on. The last team. So, those are my first three where uh, early season panic. The last one, the New York Islanders. Normally, I would say they've had they've had a tough one. Yep. Except, I mean, the, the Florida Panthers, uh, Tampa Bay, like, that's tough schedule to start. Mm-hmm. Except they have 11 more games on the road. Take your victory lap. Before they play their first home game in a rink that is actually like another road game because they've never played <laughs> in that rink before. <laughs> so in, in actuality, it's 14 straight on the road because they play their first 13 on the road before they open up their new arena, UBS Arena. Which I call you be screwed. <laughs> well, this is all your fault. Why? I, because you were the one over the over the off season saying we don't give the Islanders enough credit. Ah, we you're don't right. give the Islanders enough credit. So you talk us all into giving the Islanders some credit, and then they're on the road forever, and you hedging like always say, well, they're not going to be good to start because they're on the road forever, hmm. and lo and behold. You're right. It's all your fault. Arizona played Buffalo on Saturday afternoon. Sure they did. Is that because the rink was booked in the morning and they couldn't play it like in a in a worse time? Like just play hide that game. It was well done by the schedule makers. That's actually, all I'm gonna say. I actually looked at the uh at the odds on that game mm-hmm. and the over under was five and a half goals. Hmm. And this is like Arizona allowed eight in their first game. They, and and I'm not totally sold on on what's going on in Buffalo with their goaltending. <laughs> really? And so I was thinking five and a half. I don't bet on hockey. I'm not allowed to bet on hockey. Sure. But five and a half. Is that not a good number to take the over? I would have probably gone with the over in that one. Then again, you have to think about teams that are offensively inept. But Arizona gave up eight to Columbus. I know. Can the the question is can the sabers score 6 on buffalo yeah or on on arizona, arizona. Yeah. okay <laughs> yeah probably so what was the score 2-1 yeah. exactly 
That's that's when they really really honed in on their systems. Really locked <laughs> they were, it down. They were really good. Totally locked it down. Uh, what are the Nashville Predators going to be like this year? Oh, I they don't were know. a mystery. They were they were terrible, uh-huh. and then they were great last year. Um, what are they over eighty two games? About the same as they were last year. I think they're going to have stretches where they're miserable. I think they're going to have stretches where they're good. And the problem is, and I think it's been the problem in Nashville for a while, their good stretch will come as you lead into the trade deadline. And then David Poyle will talk himself into this being a team that can make the playoffs and potentially do something. So he's going to be a buyer when he should be a seller. Hmm. That's my read on Nashville. They should have been sellers the last two years. They weren't. And now they're in a, a similar position where a good stretch good three weeks going into the trade deadline could be disastrous for them because they'll convince themselves they're good. Uh, nothing new on Jack Eichel, although Elliot Friedman has reported that the Colorado Avalanche oh boy. were kicking it around. Yeah, let's go. Except let's go. Buffalo refuses to retain any salary. Hmm. Good for Buffalo. I mean, if you're going to go this long... Good for Buffalo. Demanding things for an asset you don't have. You might as well stick to it. Yeah. I mean, that just, it comes back to bite you. The fact that the Toronto Maple Leafs right now are paying more in cash for Phil Kessel than Mm -hmm. the Arizona Coyotes are is just weird to me. No, I'm right there with you. Like I I applaud Kevin Adams in this sense for for not retaining salary over the next five years on Jack Eichel. That's great, yeah. But at the same time, someone make the trade. I'd be curious. Let's just get it done. Come on. Curious to see what's going back to Buffalo if Colorado was the team that that made that move. And there's a lot of prospects down the pipe in in Colorado. But I I, I don't know. I'd really like to see what Colorado was sending back in that potential trade. Chapman, tell me how many months are left in the season as of November 1st. As of November 1st? Mm-hmm. All right. So we got... Wait, you're going to do this on the air? No. going to do this on the air. No, I'm not, I'm not going to do it on the air. I'll, in, in, in in relation to the... Are we the, talking the end of the regular season or the end, end of... the regular of, season. Okay. All right. I'll have to look it up and see. It's a calendar. <laughs> I, I, I was sort of asking you just to, to play off so we could have some banter. Hmm. Wallace, how many months left in the regular season? There are two plus five, seven. It's a six-month recovery mm-hmm. from disc replacement surgery, and that's what Jack Eichel wants. Sure. You are right now on the window playing. If you if you make the deal now, you get him back for a m- If you make it today. Right now, this moment. You get him back for a month. Because you're gonna have to, it's gonna take some time to, to get to the doctor and do the surgery and stuff like that. So I'm gonna like nine days for that. Sure. If so, that's if you make the trade now. Gives you an idea. You're quickly running out of time. If you want to trade for Jack Eichel and have him play for you in the regular season, because I don't think you really want him going in off disc replacement surgery and playing in the Stanley Cup playoffs for the first time. If if the trade doesn't get done before November, he's not playing this year. Mm. Hot take from uh, Ryan Wallace. Those are your one-timers for this Monday, October 2nd 
on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Seriously, every time you jump in, when you don't have your hand up, you're going to lose time in catching up with Chapman. That's the new rule around here. All right? Raise your hand. You still get to talk. You still get to talk. There it is. Yes, Chapman. I think that rule sucks. (laughs) And that, ladies and gentlemen, was catching up with Chapman. (laughs) There's your new promo. <laughs> on a platter to you. Uh, what's going on today? Uh, well, I, I as I mentioned on Friday, I hosted the UNLV football pre pregame show and uh, tough loss for the Rebels on Saturday. It looked like they were they were in control. Six. Yeah. Well, there's you a lot guaranteed of, a win too. You know what? I'm going to eat that one. I, I I like I said this morning to a couple guys and eat it. Well, it's my like fault. Own it. Yeah, it's my fault that they okay. lost. Yeah, because I I said. They're going to win on Saturday. And, uh, well, late lead in the fourth quarter. The the defense played really well for three and a half quarters. And then, unfortunately, Utah State, they ended up scoring a drive with uh, under two minutes to go in the fourth quarter and took the lead and, and won the game. But uh, tough loss for the Rebels. Lots of tough losses lately. Yes, Darren. You know this is a hockey show, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it is. How many how many times have you ever talked about hockey on Catching Up with Chapman? I talk about hockey a lot on Catching Up with Chapman. No Just way. not every day. Yeah. Maybe, maybe once a week. Yes, Ryan. When was the last time you talked about hockey? On Catching Up with Chapman. Um, I don't know. Maybe last week sometime. <laughs> it's a new week. It's a new week. Love you, Chapman. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try to keep it. Uh, I'll, I'll find something hockey related. To talk about. By the way, the Kraken scored. Yeah, they did. But they've changed their goalie too. It was the first time I've ever seen a, like a goalie change, and the camera's on the new goldie coming in, Chris <clears throat> Treacher. Yep. And then the next shot is a brawl. Tempers. I don't know what instigated it. Old time hockey. Is that not the most? Flyer. Yeah, I was going to say the most Philadelphia thing. Like, welcome to the hockey. Welcome to the yeah. NHL. They boo and planes land safely. They they boot Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, thanks to Brian McCormack for stopping by. Uh, thanks to Chris Chapman, Ryan Wallace, and thanks to you, uh, all the callers who uh, called in. Can't wait to do it again next Monday. Remember, every Monday, 4 o'clock, it's your time. Talk to you tomorrow on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.